sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Sports Grid Network as well. That includes sportsgrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination and consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here bright and early on this Tuesday morning. A ton of of baseball to start off today's show. I mean, it's June 20th. That's the focus now. Major League Baseball over these next few summer months. And as we approach the midway point of this MLB campaign, we'll have a better idea, a better sense of who is making a run toward postseason contention. Now with six available playoff spots in each individual league and what things look like as we get close to the halfway point of this Major League Baseball campaign. I mentioned baseball, not just on the pro diamond, but around college baseball as well. The men's college world series continuing yesterday in Omaha. And one thing has been certain throughout this time at the CWS, the games are competitive decided by three runs or less. We'll recap everything that is happening at the Men's College World Series. It is NBA Draft Week. We get you set for Thursday night's draft. What it is going to look like, all of the moving parts, and then what it means for the future of the association as the offseason in the NBA. Now our focus as well. We start in Major League Baseball. Two teams facing off yesterday in Houston, desperately in need of a win. The Mets... On the road against the Astros yesterday, even with Max Scherzer on the bump, booked as an underdog. And based on recent form, it makes sense. The Amazons entered yesterday's game in H-Town, losing 11 of their last 14 games. Houston, though, losing four consecutive games entering yesterday, nine of their last 12. The Astros on a downturn throughout this recent stretch. It continues for Houston. It comes to a close for New York. The best start for Max Scherzer all year long after allowing 11 earned in his last two starts despite not losing either of those two games Scherzer goes eight innings of work yesterday only allowing four hits just one earned and striking out eight in an efficient 91 pitches as the Mets win outright as an underdog on the road in Houston on the other side for the Houston Astros, Hunter Brown getting the start 6-3 and three this year with a 3-3-5 ERA, but he does pick up the loss yesterday. As Francisco Lindor records five RBIs as well, Daniel Vogelback getting into the offensive swing of things for Buck Showalter and New York throughout this stretch. A much-needed win for the Mets. They pick it up yesterday in a big way, 11-1 on the road in Houston. Speaking of 11 runs, another National League East team recorded that yesterday yesterday as well blanking the Blue Jays as the Marlins win their fifth consecutive baseball game 11 to nothing over the Toronto Blue Jays and we thought entering the game with the Blue Jays booked as a minus 162 road money line favorite because of the pitching advantage they had with Jose Barrios 
things might turn out to be the other way, but the Marlins keep winning baseball games. They have the third best record now in all of the National League as the fish this year, 42 and 31, 11 games above 500. Jose Barrios has been really good this year. Entered yesterday with a 7-4 record, a 3-2-8 ERA. He had not allowed more than three earned runs in his last eight consecutive starts. That trend coming to a close yesterday. Firstly, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Sirius XM Channel 159, the opening hour of a Tuesday on the morning after. As we go around all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold, I am Ben Stevens. Around Major League Baseball we go. Not the start the Blue Jays were expecting out of Jose Barrios yesterday. He allows five earned and only four innings of work. The Marlins score 11 to win their fifth consecutive baseball game. They're 11 games above 500, 42 and 31. It's the third best record in the National League. Again, Barrios this year has been really good after a struggle in 2022 for Toronto seven and five now maybe the record not all that stellar a three six four ERA but entered yesterday only allowing three earned runs or less in his last eight straight starts yesterday though gives up five in only four innings of work the Texas Rangers speaking of offense continue to pile it on Texas yesterday five to two the victory on the road in the south side of Chicago against the White Sox the Rangers who have tied for the highest percentages of overs this year don't go over the total yesterday that closed at nine and a half but the Rangers do plate five. Texas has the best offense in all of baseball this year, at least creating the most runs scored in this Major League Baseball season. The Rangers now winners of three straight. They have scored 439 runs throughout this Major League Baseball season with the best run differential in all of the bigs as well. A plus 151 in that run differential compartment only behind the Tampa Bay or only in front of the Tampa Bay Rays who have the second highest run differential in all of the bigs. As we look at the American League pennant odds on your screen in just a matter of moments, you will see the Tampa Bay Rays still the best record in all of Major League Baseball, plus 230, the favorites to win the American League. The Strohs, as we let off the show with, now have dropped 10 of their last 13 games. The Rangers have the third best price in the American League at 5-1. to one. The Rangers hold a five-game lead in the American League West over the Angels, a six-and-a-half game advantage over the Houston Astros. We'll look at the rest of this Major League Baseball slate as we pay it forward to this Tuesday night in the bigs as well. That's next here on the morning after live on Sportsman. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. all around the major league baseball done and live right here on this tuesday on the morning after on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 that is the home for sports grid radio on sirius xm all across the spiz grizz network that is sports grid i am ben stevens the hottest team in all of major league baseball the cincinnati reds yes the cincinnati reds have now won nine consecutive 
game. Ceremonious yesterday at the Great American Ballpark as well as they welcome back a franchise legend, Joey Votto, who made an immediate impact for the Reds. We'll talk about Cincy, the Red Hot Reds, the hottest team in the bigs, and go around MLB live right here on this Tuesday with our good pal Arm Layton joining the show live right here on this Tuesday on the morning after, of course, doing some great work for Just Baseball Media. Arm, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, as always, bright and early here on this Tuesday morning. Thank you for having me on. I, I'm always ready to talk Cincinnati Reds, especially with the young talent they've got going here. So that was the easiest sales point ever. I, I'm really pumped to be on. Arm, the last time you were here, you were breaking down Ellie De La Cruz in only his second Major League Baseball game, an absolute moonshot of a home run for Cincy. Well, he scored one of the game-winning runs last night off the bat of Joey Votto. Back for Cincinnati for the first time since the middle of last August, 10 months recovering from a shoulder injury. He hits a homer and delivers three RBIs as the Reds come back to win over the Rockies 5-4 for their ninth consecutive victory again the longest active win streak in all of the major leagues at this moment so arm as you break down the cincinnati reds what has worked so well for cincy yeah it's an amazing thing when even i know he's older but when it's a topic of conversation of oh where does joey Votto fit in when he comes back i mean to, to be having that conversation about the cincinnati reds is, is amazing because i mean before even with Votto struggling it was like throw that guy in the middle of the lineup and hope he channels anything that he's had in the last couple of years. This yep. team is just kind of clicking on all cylinders. And it's funny because this is a year where I think a lot of teams that maybe people were not expecting to compete are competing. Uh, but I think with the Reds, you see this young talent that's really translating to MLB success pretty quickly, which is rare. On top of that, you have a team that is kind of getting by with some starting pitching shortcomings by one, calling up an Andrew Abbott, who's been great, two, getting guys to fill in and step up here and there, and then three, they've got one of the best closers in the game in Alexis Diaz, and the rest of the bullpen's been pretty solid. They're going to get Nick Lodolo back at some point. It sucks that Hunter Green just hit the IL, but Graham Ashcraft has to come back and be somewhat better than he was you know through the yeah. last couple months there's better days ahead too for this team's depth which makes it really interesting to me as well and they've got one of the best hitters in the minor leagues waiting in the wings right now too in christian encarnacion strand take a second look at those guys that guy's numbers it's insane what he's doing in triple a right now he should be up pretty soon too they've got reinforcements coming so, Arm, I think the conversation then becomes, can the Reds actually contend for a National League Central divisional crown? Right now, they own a half a game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers as the Brew Crew lose yesterday at home 9-1 to against the D-backs, who have the second best mark in all of the National League. So, at this moment, yes, on Tuesday, June 22nd, or 20th, excuse me, 2023, the Cincinnati Reds are in first place in the NL Central. Arm, at the end of the year, who wins this division? Oh, you know, I want to play it safe and say the Brewers because, I mean, the Brewers were built to win this year. <laughs> that was the whole thing, right? That's the team that's supposed to you know, be competing for the division. Of course, we, we were not expecting the St. Louis Cardinals to be the, the team that they are. I, I think that the Brewers will end up kind of 
fighting off the Reds, and, and I think that they take the division. You know, you just have a little bit more star power. Uh, you got somebody like Corbin Burns at the top. I know he hasn't been Corbin Burns, but I think he's going to, you know, continue to, to ride this wave where he's looked a lot better lately. Hopefully they get Brandon Woodruff back. Uh, they've got a lot of other pieces offensively. But it wouldn't surprise me at all for the Cincinnati Reds to, you know, somehow pull this off. And, you know, the Brewers are a weird team. They traded Josh Hader last year, and that kind of was the wheel that fell off. And even though that they were competing, they traded their, you know, elite closer. That wouldn't be surprised if the Brewers did some weird move like that again, maybe Corbin Burns. So if they do that, then definitely the door opens for, for the Reds. I will say they get Lodolo back, back that's going to really help. But that's still a big if. I mean, Lodolo hasn't pitched in months. Green is out. You could see some challenges, too. It goes both ways. But I think yeah. the Reds have something special rolling. It's really interesting in the NL Central at the moment. All five teams, even the Cardinals, that are 13 games below 500 within eight games of one another. The Buccos have lost six or seven straight games, by the way, as the Cubbies blank the Pirates in Pittsburgh yesterday. So it seems as though only one team out of the NL Central will make the postseason, whoever that divisional winner is. The same probably in the American League for the Central Division there, where the Twins are in first, but they have a losing record at the moment. Arm, as we look at some teams contending for wild card spots at this current point, approaching the midway point of the Major League Baseball season, which teams do you think make that run to a wild card spot and then potentially making some noise in the second half of this year? Oof, yeah, it's really interesting because it's it's a very weird setup divisionally, as you kind of hit on, where you know, you have you have teams that are in fourth place in other divisions that could be leading in the centrals, and it's it's a really really tough spot. But w when you look at the American League East and and the the powerhouses there, you know, only one of those teams are, are going to take the division. It's probably going to be the Rays. The Orioles are playing great baseball and and I, I would be mm -hmm. shocked if the Orioles don't take one of those wild card spots because you have a team here that I, I know people are again kind of looking at them maybe as a year ahead of, of what the Reds are doing and they kind of did what the Reds are doing now last year but don't don't be mistaken the, the Orioles are a force now I, this is a team that yeah. is going to go get pitching they have the best farm system in Major League Baseball they have a ton of prospects that every team in baseball would be pumped to add Gunnar Henderson is just getting going. He was the AL Rookie of the Year favorite. He's really been heating up. The rest of the team can really hit. And the one thing they need is pitching. Grayson Rodriguez has looked better. They have the trade capital to pretty much beat any offer for any pitcher. Even a Shane Bieber would be within, you know, be, would be attainable for them. And then you look on the National League side. It's, it's a mess there. I just wouldn't count out the Padres yet. And and I think that we've mm. been pretty quick to kind of move off of that team because of you know the star power the disappointment they, they've had some misfortune they have you know Manny Machado dealing with a hand issue I still think that guy's gonna get going he's Manny freaking Machado you have <laughs> you have somebody like Xander Bogarts who has been dealing with a wrist issue and I'm not making excuses for these guys but those are two things that really impact hitters yeah. and I'll side with the last decade of those guys hitting to know that they're good hitters so those guys get going Tatis I think is just starting to really fully settle in and, and turn into that MVP caliber Tatis and the pitching's slowly starting to piece together. The big thing for them too is, you know, AJ Prower is going to be aggressive at the deadline. I wouldn't count out this Padres team. They're just too talented. Let's focus on Southern California where we have the freeway series tonight in Anaheim. The Angels 
hosting the Dodgers. Now, the Angels were 30 and 30 and even 500 on June 3rd. Since that point, Aram, the Halos have won 11 of their last 14 games. In that same span, the Dodgers have dropped 10 of their last 14. Only a minute left here in this segment. What wins out tonight in Anaheim? I like the way the Angels are playing right now, man. I, it is it is pretty awesome to see. Uh, you got Shohei Otani playing out of his mind. I, I think I, I like the value of, of the Angels. You're getting plus money uh, in a game where they're playing out of their mind and the Dodgers are scuffling a little bit. I, I like the mm -hmm. Angels in this one. It's going to be electric there in Anaheim as well. I know they both call themselves in L.A. It's going to be electric in Anaheim. I think it's going to be a really good atmosphere. Should be a great, great ball game. The Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw on the bump, who has been sensational this year for Los Angeles, a road favorite slightly just down I-5 in Anaheim, California. Shohei Otani, like Aura mentioned, by the way, riding a 15-game hit streak. Aura Blayton from Just Baseball Media, we appreciate your time as always. Peter Apple here later on in the opening hour for some College Ooh. World Series talk. More of the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live right here on this Tuesday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Normally on Mondays, we have Tom Vecchio here for the prop perspective to start off your new week. Tom had the day off yesterday, but do not fret. He is back bright and early on this Tuesday morning to go all around the Major League Baseball diamond. Because, Tom, it was last Monday before game number five of the NBA Finals. With game number five of the Stanley Cup Final the following day on a Tuesday, we said to you, hey, this could really be the last time as the jack of all trades where there was a play on the hardwood, on the ice, and maybe even on the diamond. Well, the jack of all trades gives way to the home run prop king in these summer months. Tom Vecchio, live right here from FanDuel on the morning after on this Tuesday. Tom, as always, whatever we call you, we appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, things are quite different from just a week ago where we were, you know, coming down to the close of two sports. Now we're down to just baseball. But, you know, before we know, we'll have NFL training camp here. Certainly so. And we have a lot of good things happening around the Major League Baseball diamond right now, Tom. A ton of surprising win streaks. Maybe not in the National League East, though. The Braves, who have the best record in all of the NL, they've won six straight games. The Phillies, finding their pennant form from a season ago. The Phils have won six consecutive games. Today, these two divisional foes face off against one another in Philadelphia, where one of the National League Cy Young frontrunners and Spencer Strider gets the start for the Braves on the road. So, Tom, two teams that have won six straight games apiece. Which streak continues tonight? Uh, I'm going to go with the Braves. It's just too hard to fade them at this point. And, you know, when it comes to the Braves games overall, whether it's tonight or moving forward, it's really tough to take an under in, in any of their games, just with the power that they have up and down their lineup. Strider's absolutely the best pitcher in this matchup compared to Ranger Suarez. And I'm, I'm going to be big on the Braves going forward, as everyone has been for the past few seasons. They have great hitters top to bottom. You know, Sean Murphy's dealing with this hamstring thing, whatever it might be, but Travis Darno steps in there. They're going to be swinging from the, the right side, the left side. Um, they're going to put up seven runs, and then the over's still going to hit because they'll give up two runs and whatever it might be. So take the Braves, take the Braves on the red line. Like, it doesn't matter on a nightly basis. 
They're like the Here Chiefs, we are, basically. Tom. I, I appreciate that. It's a great way of looking at it. Atlanta, again, winners of six straight, as have the Phils in the offense. That was one of the most dangerous lineups last year in the postseason, starting to pick it up once more. What is the environment in Philadelphia looking like tonight, Tom Vecchio, for two of the best sluggers in the bigs? Matt Olson for Atlanta, 20 home runs, tied for the third most. Kyle Schwarber, of course, the Schwarbaum. He has 20 long balls this year as well, tied with Olsen for the third most in all of Major League Baseball. Who has a better shot of hitting another long ball tonight in Philly? I like Matt Olsen, and although it starts off as a lefty-lefty matchup for him, and he's absolutely not the best in that spot, Strider is a better pitcher and will have and will cause a tougher matchup for Schwarber. So ultimately, what I think is going to happen is it will start off as a tough matchup for Matt Olsen, but... The Phillies will bring in a righty reliever just because the Braves roll out four, five, six righties in their lineup sometimes, and that's what will put him in a great spot. And it's a great lefty swinging park. So I will take Olsen at slightly longer odds tonight. And that's the way that it stands right now. Plus 424, Matt Olsen to hit a long ball in Philadelphia, helping the Braves perhaps to keep that six-game win streak and make it seven. As we look at the home run leaders this year, Vecchio, in Major League Baseball, Shohei Otani, Sits atop them all. 24 home runs for the Angels. He has homered in six of his last seven games at the dish. He is riding a 15-game hit streak. So, Vecchio, as you look at the home run leaders this year, as our home run prop king, can Shohei Otani keep it up all season long? He can absolutely keep it up. The odds, obviously, are, are super low at this point at plus 260. Uh, another MVP campaign from him, leading the league in home runs, winning a Cy Young. Like, it, it, literally anything is possible when it comes to Otani at this point. But from an odds perspective, I will say, Pete Alonso at plus 480, I don't think is long enough just yet. He obviously just came back from his hand injury, and it might take some time for him to, like, get back into the, the swing of things, no pun intended. But if he struggles a little bit and we see that number drop, and it gets to, you know, a little bit longer, 7-1, 8-1, somewhere around there. That's where I'll have interest because the second half of the season could be really beneficial for him. And I will also say Jorge Soler, that number is way too long considering where he mm -hmm. is. And I also like Soler for home runs tonight going up against uh, Yusei Kikuchi from uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Jorge Soler yesterday, one of the 11 runs scored by Miami, another homer. He has 21 this year, now third most in Major League Baseball, moving out of that tie with Kyle Schwarber and Matt Olson. By the way, Luis Arias, five hits yesterday for Miami. He's batting 400 this year. As we focus on another Florida team in the Sunshine State, things are very good for the Rays, the best record in all of Major League Baseball, and things for Tampa, even better in Tampa. A really good matchup tonight, though, at the Trump. Tyler Glass now on the bump for the Rays against the Baltimore Orioles, the two best records in the American League East, two of the three best records in all of the American League. Vecchio, what is the approach for Tampa Bay when they're playing home games at Tropicana Field? Well, it's all about the under, really, no matter who they have on the mound, whether it's McClanahan, whether it's Glass now, it's just such a great pitcher's park. And whether it's their starters, whether it's their bullpen, they can shut things down. Of course, they have the offense, they have the home runs to put up plenty of runs. But 
ultimately, I got to lean with the data over, you know, thousands and thousands of games and at bats. And that's going to be leaning with the under just does not necessarily play well as a an offensive producing ballpark. So Glasnow going six, seven innings, racking up some strikeouts. You know, he's been back. I think this will be his fourth or fifth start. His pitch kind of starting to get up there. He has the strikeout potential. I think this is going to be a three to one game, four to two game. It's going to be very low scoring tonight. The fifth start of the year for Tyler Glass. Now 2-0 with a 3-4-3 ERA in his first four since returning from injury. Tampa in the Trump, 31-7. The home record this year for the Rays, the best by far in all of the bigs. Back at home is where the New York Yankees reside. They have lost four straight games following losing both of a doubleheader on Father's Day in Fenway against the Red Sox. But who can the pinstripes turn to to buck that trend? Garrett Cole gets the start today. Vecchio, how do you evaluate the season so far for Garrett Cole, and what will the Yanks need out of him today to stop the losing skit? Cole has looked good. I don't want to say great. We've seen his strikeout rate dip just a little bit, but I do think that this is an awesome matchup for him to show that high end, that, that top-tier strikeout rate that he truly does have. The, the, the Mariners are striking out way too much. It's the third most in the league versus right-handed pitching this year. We yeah. saw it just the other day when Lanslin had 16 strikeouts against them. And I will say, you can find some seven and halfs on Cole out there. There are also some eight and halfs for his strikeout prop. So if you can find those seven and halfs out there, that's the spot that I would go because he does have that high-end strike potential, and this is an awesome matchup. So, you know, look for those seven and halfs out there. The Seattle Mariners enter this year with a ton of optimism. Right now, just an even 500, 35 and 35 as we approach that halfway point of this Major League Baseball season. Of course, it was the M's ending the 21-year playoff drought last year, earning a wild-card spot in the American League. Right now, they're on the outside looking in. As we look at the American League Cy Young Award race, Garrett Cole entered this year as one of the favorites. He has moved back slightly. Shane McClanahan for the Tampa Bay Rays is the favorite right now in the American League. Vecchio, how competitive do you expect the race to be for the AL Cy Young Award? It's going to be super tight because there's, I want to say, five pitchers that can realistically win this based on a number of different categories. And I got to say, my favorite is Nathan Eovaldi for the Texas Rangers up at 15 yeah. 1. That number is way, way too long considering what he is doing. And if you look at his you know, standard metrics, you want to look at his advanced metrics, whether it's war, whether it's XFIP, whether it's Sierra, all of these numbers, Ivaldi is one of the best, not just in the AL, but in the league overall. And I have a position on Ivaldi just a little bit longer at 19 to 1. So I'm going to be rolling with him. And yes, Cole is great. And Otani can win it. And Shane McClanahan is awesome. And all these options are great. But what he is yeah. doing, especially if he powers them to a division win without Jacob deGrom, Nathan Ivaldi has a very strong case. Evaldi this year, 9-3, and three, a 2-5-9 ERA. The Rangers have the second-best record in the American League. They are a half game behind the Braves for the second-best record in all of the bigs. And yes, as Vecchio mentioned, Texas has a five-game lead for the top spot in the American League West, not even over the reigning World Series champs and the Astros over the Angels. A big one in L.A. tonight, technically Anaheim, in the freeway series down the five between the Angels and the Dodgers. So, Vecchio, as we look around this large Tuesday slate in Major League Baseball, what are your favorite plays of the day? Well, one of them would be touching on a pitcher I mentioned, and Yusei Kikuchi under five and a half strikeouts at sitting at minus 132. Uh, he's just not a big strikeout pitcher for the Blue Jays, and 
The Marlins are surprising people, but what's most interesting about the Marlins, they, they come with a 20.4% strikeout rate versus left-handed pitching, which is the eighth lowest in the league. This is a team that historically was just free swinging. They were undisciplined at the plate, and that has changed pretty quickly this year. And Kikuchi comes in with a 23% strikeout rate, which is really modest in the grand scheme of things. I was expecting this number to be at four and a half. And I was looking for the under to be, you know, around the same spot at minus 132, but it's five and a half. So I will certainly take Kikuchi under five and a half strikeouts. And then J-Ram, two plus total bases, is sitting at minus 105. He is absolutely on fire this year versus right-handed pitching, coming with a 150 WRC plus and a 388 Woba, along with an insanely low 8.5% strikeout rate, does not give away anything at the plate. And he's going up against Luis Medina for the A's. So I am not worried about this that match at all at nearly even money tonight. The Guardians right now a minus 230 home favorite tonight against the A's in Cleveland. It was the Athletics last week, Vecchio, delighting us all on a seven-game win streak. They've dropped five straight since then. A good look around Major League Baseball from the home run prop king himself, Tom Vecchio, providing the prop perspective from FanDuel. Vecchio, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. From the Major League Baseball diamond to Omaha, Nebraska, we go. The Chuck for the Men's College World Series with Peter Apple up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Eight games have been played between the Omaha Eight at the 2023 Men's College World Series. And what a fantastic CWS it has already been. Games that are incredibly competitive, often decided in the final two or three innings with a run margin that has never exceeded three. That is how great the College World Series has been this year in Omaha, Nebraska. Helping us break it down live right here on this Tuesday on the morning after our second guest in this opening hour from Just Baseball Media. It is Peter Apple joining us live right here on this Tuesday on TMA. Peter has kept a very close eye on Omaha for the CWS as out of the eight teams entering, Peter had a futures ticket on five of the eight. So a sincere round of applause to follow college baseball all year and get five of the eight still standing two of the teams that have been eliminated so far peter did have a ticket on but still riding very high with the nation's number one national seed in wake Forest. so peter thank you so much for joining us here on this tuesday on tma thanks so much ben yeah virginia and stanford are out but i'm still locked into lsu florida and wake so i'm feeling pretty good right now but the thing is anything can happen in this college world series so i'm not counting my chickens yet especially with how competitive these games have been eight games played so far at the 2023 men's college world series six of the eight decided by just a single run the total run margin of all eight games combined is 11 we saw a game yesterday between tennessee and stanford you could consider a blowout because it was a two-run win for the volunteers to keep their season afloat in omaha the largest margin lsu over tennessee in the saturday night finale that was six to three a three run game so peter what has stood out to you the most about this incredibly competitive men's college world series in 2023 
I think the main point is how competitive it's been and how good the pitching has been. Especially like we see guys like Paul Skeens, who looks like one of the best pitching prospects we've ever seen. You know, I talked yeah. to a lot of scouts and they're comparing him to Steven Strasburg and they're saying he may have more upside than a Steven Strasburg coming out of San Diego State, one of the greatest pitching prospects of all time. Paul Skeens is a hundred with life and running away from you, but he's also got an electric changeup. But I think the main key of it is it's not just Paul Skeens. Every pitcher and bullpen has been very good this series. In in all of Omaha, we're seeing most of the games go under. I think only one or two out of all the games so far have just barely gone over. So everybody wants to talk about the big boppers and LSU, you know, with Tommy Tanks and Dylan Cruz, and we could just continue to list all the great bats. But it's been the pitching, and it's been how competitive this series is. And we saw with Tennessee's bullpen how they locked it down against Stanford. When Stanford took that 4-0 lead, Tennessee battles all the way back. I've been so impressed with the pitching in Omaha so far. Peter, when you think about it, when you see most of the totals for a College World Series game or even college baseball games booked at 10.5, 11.5, 12.5, the expectation is offense and runs scored. That has not been the case so far in Omaha at the CWS. So knowing how competitive these games have been, Peter, two teams already eliminated, but six still standing with two more elimination games today in Omaha at Charles Schwab Field. What does how tight the CWS has been mean for the rest of the tournament it's a good question what does it mean for the rest of the tournament it means that any team can win that's why i said i'm not counting my chickens on some wake forest florida and on lsu because we know that normally in the college world series the one seed doesn't often win i think it's only happened a couple of times in the college world series history right yep. we see a tcu team that just refuses to lose they won 11 straight entering into omaha and they wouldn't be in this game unless Oral Roberts, the nine hitter for Oral Roberts, brothers, hit that home yeah. run. So TCU can win this, but Oral Roberts, they play as a team, right? I just talked about that home run. That was their nine hitter. Tennessee, they showed so much fight against Stanford. So I think what it yeah. shows is how competitive it is that it's really anybody's game. So right now I'm happy that I'm in a good spot with my futures. But again, I just keep reiterating the same point. I'm not counting my chickens because I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams came in and won the whole thing. And Peter, it's really when the game matters most in the final three innings. Yesterday, it was tied at four, entering the seventh between Tennessee and Stanford in an elimination game. The Volunteers plate two in the top of the seventh to win in the game of the night between Wake Forest and LSU. Tied at two, entering the home half of the eighth, the number one national seed, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, get an RBI single, very clutch out of Bennett Lee, their catcher, who made a great play at the plate to keep the game tied for Wake. And that's how Wake Forest remains a perfect 2-0 in Omaha and into the winner's bracket of bracket number two. But Peter, knowing the atmosphere last night between Wake Forest and LSU, knowing what the Bayou Bengals bring in terms of pedigree, 19 College World Series appearances. Does the national champion at the College World Series come from last night's matchup between Wake and LSU? I have a good feeling it does. I mean, these are, I think, the two best teams left, but I think you have to include Florida in that as well because Florida's pitching has been just incredible, and I keep going back to it. Like, we saw Hurston Waldrop right he had 12 strikeouts in his last game that 
was second in Florida history in Omaha going up against Brady Singer and Jackson Coar. And then you also have yeah. Brandon Sproat throwing 101 mile an hour tailing fastballs. And then they have a great bullpen too. So I think the class right now is Florida, LSU, and Wake. But man, I, I keep I hate to keep yeah. saying the same thing, but I cannot count out TCU. They are playing too hot a baseball. It's kind TCU kind of reminds me of the Phillies in the way last year, where they just got in and they're just playing the best baseball right now. And then Oral Roberts is playing with nothing to lose. And then Tennessee has so much firepower on the mound that it kind of doesn't matter what offense they're facing. If they're on, they can beat anybody. We saw that against Stanford. I personally thought Stanford's offense could hang with anybody in college baseball, anyone. Mm -hmm. From one to nine, they have potential big leaguers, but they also have just scrappy players. I love Eddie Park you know, leading off. But then you have Tommy Troy is going to go within the first round. And Tennessee's bullpen just had so much fuel coming out of there. I could talk for hours about each individual team, how they all could win. But I think the odds reflect who truly the best teams are. So I would be slightly surprised if Wake, Florida, or LSU didn't come out with the win. When you win your opening two games in Omaha, the path to a national championship in that CWS final series is just so much more clear. Even for LSU to knock out Wake, they would have to avoid elimination against Tennessee tonight and then beat the Demon Deacons twice to get to the College World Series. It's a double elimination format, that final series, that will break down in just a minute. But you mentioned the Volunteers yesterday against Stanford. Tennessee scoring two in the top half of the seventh, and then Chase Burns shut the door. He has come out of the bullpen for this Vols team throughout the season and he has displayed his form here in the postseason six innings of shutout work yesterday only allowing two hits against Stanford nine K's as well so Peter how did Stanford survive and stave off eliminate or how did Tennessee survive rather and stave off elimination against Stanford it just goes back to the pitching and if you were watching the game yesterday they were speaking to tennessee's manager about chase burns because chase burns is used to coming in at the end he's their he's their guy to close it out whether that be through the seventh to the ninth inning so what he was saying in the dugout was hey chase this is an elimination game we need you now we need you to go as long as you can and he also said we're going to refer to his judgment he put the ball in the hands of his best guy and said, lead us to victory. And Chase Burns, if you've been watching him all season, one of the most fiery and electric arms, not just from a velo standpoint, but from a personality and electricity on the mound. You see when he gets the big strikeout with that 101 mile an hour fastball, he just yeah. goes crazy. With believe some technical difficulties there with Peter Apple we'll hope to have him back in just a couple of moments but as Peter was alluding to Chase Burns brings the fire and how he throws the baseball and his enthusiasm on the bump again six innings of work for a bullpen guy yesterday in an elimination game in Omaha at the CWS to keep Tennessee's season afloat Chase Burns delivers once again six innings of shut out baseball striking out nine as the Vols stave off elimination live to see another day in the big O they will take on their SEC foe LSU tonight if we go back to the College World Series national championship odds at this moment again I do want to make the point double elimination format in Omaha at the CWS so both Wake Forest and Florida right now in the winner's bracket they're sitting pretty 
on this Tuesday. They have the day off. They get to see what happened in the other two games that we will have today to determine who their future opponent is going to be that would then have to beat them twice in either Florida or Wake just needs to knock out the other team once and they're on to the CWS finals. So Wake Forest, who entered as the number one national seed in this entire NCAA baseball tournament, off to a perfect 2-0 start in Omaha. Two one-run victories against Stanford and then against LSU. They're an odds-on favorite now. A minus money number, minus 115. LSU and Tennessee fight to see another day in Omaha tonight to match up against Wake Forest, where again, either the Bayou Bengals or the Volunteers would have to knock off the Demon Deacons twice, where the Deeks just need to beat the Tigers or the Vols once, and Wake advances to a College World Series final on the other side Florida a perfect 2-0 in bracket number one they await the winner of today's elimination game the first game up in Omaha between TCU and Oral Roberts of the two games that we have in the big O at Charles Schwab Field affectionately called the Chuck in downtown Omaha only one game currently has odds it's a rematch of the opening game at the 2023 Men's College World Series between TCU and ORU. As Peter Apple mentioned earlier, this game that was the first on Friday of the College World Series was absolutely electric and set the stage for what we would see. Entering the game, entering the ninth, TCU had a three-run lead. And then Blaze Brothers, after Oral Roberts recorded one run, hits a three-run bomb in the top half of the ninth to give ORU the victory 6-5. to five. So, Peter, the rematch today with both TCU and Oral Roberts' seasons on the line. Who prevails and staves off elimination in Omaha? I think TCU gets their revenge. I mean, they were winning that entire game. I think they were playing better baseball going into this. I love the story of Oral Roberts, so I can't count them out. I have a tough time actually betting on this game because yeah. I think that the price is pretty accurate, to be completely honest with you. But I would have to go with TCU here to win out. They were winning that entire game, like I said. I think they have the better starter on the mound, and that Oral Roberts bullpen has been leading the way for a while. And they're just pretty taxed at this point. I like TCU to uh, get past Oral Roberts. You can still see the expectation of runs. 11 scored in the first matchup between the Horned Frogs and the Golden Eagles. 12 and a half, the total for an elimination game today. Quickly here, Peter, no odds out just yet. For Tennessee and LSU, a rematch of the Saturday night finale where the Bayou Bengals won 6-3. Of course, very familiar foes within the SEC. What do you expect that atmosphere to look like tonight in Omaha? Absolute electricity. And I do think that LSU is going to win. Chase Burns throwing so long yesterday without him now. True. Of course, there's a possibility of some Madison Bumgarner-type performance, right, where he comes in and just keeps on pitching. But... I just have a tough time seeing it. I think LSU is a more talented team and wins out. Peter Apple, we appreciate your time as always. More of the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
wrapping out our opening hour of a Tuesday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All around the Spiz Grizz network that is Sports Grid and it now includes the new Sports Grid app. The ultimate sports betting companion app now available for download at the Apple App Store. Scan the QR code on your screen in a matter of moments. You will have best bets. You will have information. You will have all the insights and data you need to become the best sports better and sports fan you can possibly be. It is smarter to be on sports grid. So as we round out this opening hour, we hear from you about Shohei Otani because somehow, some way, it seems Shohei Otani has gotten better at the sport that he dominates. That sport is baseball. He's batting 300 this year. He leads MLB in 24 with 24 home runs. He also leads the Angels with six wins. He's six and two on the bump with a 3-2-9 ERA. But will all of that result in team success for the Halos? That was the question in Fade the Public. It has been nearly a decade since the Angels have made the postseason in the American League. The last playoff berth, the 2014 MLB campaign. Will this be the year? That was the question at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. Will the Los Angeles Angels make the playoffs this season? Yes or no? Some of the public still skeptical. I get it. It's been nearly 10 years since the Halos have been in the postseason. It's been eight years since they've won more than 80 games in a Major League Baseball season. In the last five of them, they've had Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on the same team. Most of the public, 62%, say no, the Angels are still going to miss the playoffs in a competitive American League. But at eight games above 500, 41 and 33 this year for LA, if the season were to end today, the Angels would occupy the second of three wild card spots in the American League. Maybe, just maybe, this is the year. The hour number two of the morning after is up next, live right here on Sports.